Hello, you beautiful movers. It is another MedShield Movement Connect show with me, Dr. Fez. And as always, I have brought you an incredible guest, but this one is within the medical field. We have a marathon runner, a mother of two, a biokineticist, Risa Solwa, who's going to allow us to pick her brain and kind of hopefully connect the dots to how you might become a marathon runner or have two kids. Get ready to know what you don't know about being body brilliant. This is the MedShield Movement Connect show, where we connect the dots between fitness, health, wellness, nutrition, and of course you. Hosted by me, Dr. Fezim Kize, and a special guest that we have every month, sharing knowledge, insights, and groundbreaking tips on how to get fitter, be stronger, and live healthier. Turn up the volume and listen close. Today you amplify. It's the MedShield Movement Connect show. Let's go. Hey, so thank you so much for sitting down with me today. You look amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Mm, yeah, I know. Yeah. I think for me, in terms of amazing people who do amazing things, it's always great to have somebody, but I always get excited when I have another medical professional with me because oh. then we can start using big names like deoxyribose nucleic acid yeah. just to prove that I am a doctor, <laughs> DNA. Yeah. Um, but as kind of a biokineticist, before we get into the nitty gritty in terms of how you live your life and everything else, what is that for everybody at home to know? So biokinetics basically means life through movement. Um, so as a biokineticist, we our main aim or my main aim generally for my patients is to improve their quality of life. Um, whether it can be like to improve their fitness level or just to improve their day-to-day activities, reaching up and picking something from the cupboard or bending down and reaching some, for something with no pain, that is in itself is an achievement or a goal that some of my patients come in and they want to achieve. So it's not just about, um, you know, I need to run a marathon or I need to run a 10K or whatever the case is, but it's also just your day-to-day sort of general everyday activities that you want to be comfortable in doing. And that's generally what everybody wants to feel. They want to feel good when you wake up in the morning, you don't want to feel like, ah, ah, you know, my back, I can feel my back, I can't move. Um, You want to feel comfortable when you wake up, like, okay, I'm ready for the day kind of Of a thing. So that's my aim as a bio is to make, to improve people's quality of life. Um, And yeah, that's basically what sums it up. Um, but yeah, you can go, we go uh, definitely deeper into like injuries and, um, you know, uh, post-op, um, postpartum, uh, those kind of things. I mean, those are very specific to the patient's everyday sort of needs, specific to them. Um, but yeah, uh, as a bio, I mean, that's basically what you want to, at the end of the day, that's what you, you are aiming towards. Of course. Yeah. And I I feel like as somebody who knows what you do from kind of a very intimate level in terms of having referred patients, having had um, teams where we've had biokineticists and kind of that movement and trying to make sure that somebody's looked after, especially holistically, Mm. big word, you guys want to look that up, holistically, (laughs) word for the day. Um, It's always great to have somebody who's able to kind of give a succinct definition like that. But... You aren't just that. You are somebody who owns a business, practices our businesses. You are a marathon runner and a mother. A lot of things going on, a lot of balls in the air. What was it for you, first of all, that drove you into the medical space, into the wellness space? 
and how has that drive kind of helped you with all these other elements in life? So um, when I was really young, my mom, I think because of my, I was not, I was maybe I would say an introvert, you know, um, and my mom thought through sports, I would kind of like open up and my personality and that's what sports does. I mean, it does do that. I mean, it's proven that it, it you know, opens up and, um, you know, your personality comes out more, whatever the case is. So I went into a lot of sports. I mean, I did gymnastics, karate, swimming. And on a competitive sort of level, not just like general. Um, Yeah, so I was, I did gymnastics for KZN. I got my KZN colors for swimming as well. Um, And then for karate, I went on an international training camp to Malaysia, Singapore and Thailand. Um, Being young, you know, I mean, it really opened up my eyes and I had to get out of my sort of shell and comfort zone to be able to interact with different people from different backgrounds um, and yeah so that was like basically through my schooling sort of career and then obviously you know now you have to you're thinking about now what what is it for the future um, and basically sports had been in my life from a really sort of young age you know I, I, I was brought up with it um, so when I was choosing my career it was between I was really good at drawing as well, like architecture, technical drawing. So, oh, is it? That's at least one thing. Not the karate, not the gymnast, but (laughs) we're the same there. Yeah. So, um, very particular, you know, about that kind of thing. Um, But I did go. You know, you have to do your um, sort of uh, internship, or Mm -hmm. you know, get your hours in, whatever the case is, at a architectural company. So I went there and I was sitting behind this desk and looking at all these lines like in front of a computer for the whole day and for that whole week. I mean, I know there's more to it, you know, going to sites or whatever the case is, but I just felt like that was not me, you know, at all. That was not what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my the life. The furthest thing for movement. You know, I, yeah. can, I, I w- cannot be doing that. So um, that's what prompted me almost into making my decision to get into sports science first. I mean, I didn't know where I was going with that. Biokinetics was not big uh, at that time when I was still studying. A lot of people didn't even know what a bio was. Mm. When I was studying, everyone was like, but what What does a bio do? Is, is it like a physio? And I'm like, no, it's not like, a, you know, you have yeah. to really like explain to people, what do we do? It's your final phase rehabilitation, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, for me, the sports kind of like carried me through into choosing my career path. Um, and that's what made me choose to be a biokineticist and also to help other people to reach their goals. You know, I always felt like that was, you know, a little achievement for me if a patient comes in and they in so much of pain, you know, they tell me they can't move or they can't do anything. And the next time they come in and they say, you know what, I'm feeling like, eight out of 10 now, you know, I'm like, you know, so much better when I get up in the morning. And that for me, that little something that I change in somebody's life, that for me is such an like achievement or fulfillment into my everyday sort of um, life and career. So I, I thought that would definitely, I mean, I, I obviously, as you go along in your career, then you truly understand what a difference you are making in somebody's life. Um, but yeah, that's what chose, that's what um, prompted me to actually choose biokinetics as a career itself. 
And it's similar. And, and that's why, or to me anyway, that's what it's similar to because everybody within the wellness and health space tends to have that kind of feeling where what might seem small to others is huge to, to us because it's, you've seen where somebody starts and then you watch them progress and move into a direction that's better. Um, so I always find that that's the overlap that's there. But now, okay, there's the movement you love, you didn't want to really do architecture. Now the marathon running, I just, I just almost kind of want to make sense because even the gymnasts and everything else, the karate, but yeah. now you decided that you want to run for many, many hours, yeah. which I've tried. Um, yeah. It's difficult. Um, you wanted to do that because of what drive? So um, I started off, to be honest, my swimming coach. They told me that my kick wasn't um, strong enough, so I must run more. So that's what actually started me to the running actually benefited my swimming. Okay. Right, so that's where it all started. Uh-huh. And then from there, when I went to do my honors in Cape Town at the Sports Science Institute, um, surrounded by runners. I mean, everything was you know almost like revolving around running, and I did have a history of it. So I thought, why not? join a group, you know, it'll help me to make friends, meet new people, uh, you know, interact with different kind of uh, communities and open my mind up to people that I, because I was alone there, you know, I, I didn't know anybody coming from, there, yeah, coming from Durban, yeah. So that's what, like, started me off. So I started running with these groups and that kind of thing. Um, and then my cousin's dad from Durban came up to Cape Town for the Two Oceans Marathon. Sure. So we went to support him from the start. We were there, we got up early in the morning, you know, did the whole thing. And just the vibe of me, like, watching these people, like, putting themselves through all of that trauma, almost, you would say, to get from from A to B, you know, and and all the, you know, you have to have a lot of mental sort of strength to actually do something like that and push yourself. And I'm always looking for a challenge, like, that's the person that I am. I'm always looking for something different, uh, you know, a challenge in my life. You know, can I do this? You know, I always set small goals out for myself Mm -hmm. to achieve. So um, I thought, why not? You know, and that's what really started it. I love, I love how it it wasn't actually that much. You made it, it was like most people like, oh, and then like something really inside of me, it resonated and I'd come from this situation and I thought I wanted to conquer this. You're like, oh, it looks hard. Let me do it. And I said, I want, I want that challenge, you know, and the whole, just the atmosphere of it. Like Mm. I, I, I just enjoyed that whole vibe of it. Like, you know, and it was amazing going and supporting somebody along the way. You know, I I started off on the side, like, you know, walking my way. Um, And then at the end of the day, like I started obviously training a lot more, doing a lot more races and that kind of thing and conquering from 21 to a 42. And then ultimately the comrades, the big one, yeah, yeah, which I did. Um, For that one, I would say my drive or my, you know, to get there was definitely after I gave birth to my son. So I gave birth in 2018 and, um, you know, being a, coming from an Indian community, um, being pregnant and exercising is like a no-go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, when you are pregnant, you must 
sit and relax and grow this beautiful baby inside sounds of like, you. Sounds like architecture <laughs> all over again, like that, yeah. of course, yeah. So, um, I mean, for me, I wanted to break that stereotype. Like, I know the, I've, I've learned, I've studied the, you know, theories and you, that you can exercise and how beneficial it is and all of that. So, obviously, I was also sharing that on my Instagram page with, uh, you know, with my followers and getting, like, you know, their views on things. And obviously, it wasn't only positive. There was a lot of negative. But, I mean, you have to be that type of person who can take the good and the bad. And handle the challenge. And, and the challenge again mm -hmm. and keep pushing forward. So, I mean, I, I exercised throughout my whole pregnancy. I mean, I ran right to the end. Um, and then once I gave birth, I said, right, one year from now. He was born in May and Comrades was in June the next year. So I said, I'm going to take this one year. I'm going to get my body back into shape, you know, and get my, not only that though, get my fitness level up and going and giving me that challenge to say that you can do it. It's yeah. not, I mean, it doesn't have to be an extreme like what I did, but I mean, you can do it. They, you know, if you have that drive almost, you know, to motivation to get you to a certain point and you put in that effort, you can achieve your goals. So for me, like giving birth to him and, you know, dealing with being a new mom and everything else that came with it and why are you exercising after you give birth? Like, you know, how it can you do like, that? Sounds like you're mimicking somebody's voice. Yeah, yeah. it's like, you know, I mean, a lot, lot of voices. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just pushed through that and, um, and that's when I got to that point where, okay, I can do this, you know? Which is interesting because the running theme here with you, it feels like, is challenge. Mm. Uh, you didn't just decide to do it at a point where you were feeling at your peak necessarily. Mm. You were going through transitions and changes in your life and mm. you decided to do it in that way. But what's also interesting is I'm sure a lot of people who are listening and watching are thinking the same thing in terms of maybe I do want to start kind of running or moving after, during pregnancy, what are some of the key concepts or suggestions that you would give to somebody who wants to do that? Also, while knowing that you always want to make sure you speak to your health practitioner, or whichever medical person that you have within your space before you do any of those things. But what are the principles you found especially helped you? So that's number one. I mean, getting clearance from your doctor. Yeah. Um, you must just remember that every individual is completely different. They're all coming from a different background. And I mean, I can give my sort of side of things, but because I've I'm always been exercising, always been you know, I've always, not, not everybody's like that. You know, a lot of people only start exercising when they're pregnant because the doctors say it's going to be beneficial for your blood circulation mm -hmm. and whatever the case is. So um, I think depending on each individual, um, there's a there's a point where you know you have to just have that kind of goal in mind and it's not a long-term goal like I need to lose 10 kgs and be back to where I was and I, it's not that it's like setting short-term goals for yourself achieving that and then moving forward from there setting another goal achieving that and then moving forward from there and it might go up and down and sideways and zigzag and whatever the case is that's life. but that's life yeah. and Sometimes we don't, it's, if you're giving yourself a four-week sort of, that is it, like, you know. 
it, 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 that's life. I mean, you will go six weeks maybe or eight weeks or whatever yeah. the case is. But um, you have to start off really, really slowly. Sure. Um, you know, sometimes we start off and we feel good and we feel great. And that's what exercise does. It releases those endorphins and you feel great. Mm. Um, and then sometimes people kind of push themselves to do more than what their body can do. So um, there's a fine line, you know, between the two. And I think that you need to just be on a specific sort of program tailor-made for you as an individual, not um, just, you know, pulling something from Google and like, you know, okay, I think this will work for me and let's go for it, you know, kind of a thing. Um, I think there's, you know, you have to set small targets for yourself, make sure that program is suited for you and start off slowly and go from there. What are some of your challenges? I mean, when you were prepping, especially kind of during that period, what are some of the biggest obstacles you found? Because you are, as you say, somebody who had done this before, Mm -hmm. but you did have that kind of transition or you were going through that process in life. Mm -hmm. So what did you find most difficult? The most difficult part was um, not being able to run, like initially, you know. I mean, Bath is like... Oh, let's not get, like, let's not even get into that. I don't know, like I will know <laughs> or will ever know. Let's just not even get into that. But, you know, I mean, it's different for everybody. Um, so, you know, not being able to do the things you could do and being able to accept that was difficult. I mean, obviously, you think your body will just, you've been exercising, you know. You know the theory behind it, but for when you have to apply it to yourself, it's different. You know, you kind of feel like, okay, um, you know, I, I can get back into it quite easily. Yeah. But it's difficult balancing feeding a child, breastfeeding a child, um, and being able to still run. I mm. mean, it was a real challenge. And the first marathon I did was five months after I gave birth. Wow. But I was still breastfeeding. So... I mean, that was a real challenge for me right now. How do I plan this whole thing now? You know, I have to kind of feed my child and make sure somebody is taking care of him, take my husband with me, take other people with him so that everybody kind of, you know... It it sounds, it sounds, (laughs) listening to it sounds challenging. But so what, and this is the thing about you, and I think... This is why having you sitting here is so incredible because, I mean, you hear the way in which you describe things, the structure in which you describe it is very similar to how I will kind of think and structure things because of our training and because of how we're supposed to be kind of based in terms of how we approach Mm -hmm. issues. But at the same time, you are doing these things. They're not just all theoretical. How are you balancing being the mother to the newborn and breastfeeding and then also kind of having to do work potentially and then also making sure that you're hitting the targets you're hitting. I mean, it's all sounds like a web. Um, It takes a village. That's what I can say. I mean, I have a lot of help. Uh, My in-laws are around. My parents are around. So, um, you know, it it helps a lot. And also that support of your Mm. family I think that definitely, and my husband, you know, he's been very supportive of, you know, what I want to do and my goals that I want to achieve. So um, I think that really helps me to kind of balance everything out. But also it's, you have to have a really strong sort of mindset, 
you know, mindset, I think, is absolutely key. When people come in, um, you know, talking about, okay, they've given birth and, you know, it's difficult and, you know, all the emotions that, that come with it. Mm. Um, it is difficult. It is a difficult process, 100%. But again, you have to go according to your own body and its needs, but also have that, that mindset where I'm going to do this. You know, I can do this, not coming in and say, I can't, I have no time, I have, you know, and, and all these excuses yeah. that, that kind of, no, I won't say excuses, I mean, it is there. The reasons. The but... reasons, yes, they are, I mean, they're valid, you know, <laughs> but you kind of like have to work around it. Um, it's a continuous juggling act, like the whole day, from the time you get up in the morning. So Till you go to sleep, yeah. it's a juggling act. And for me, again, it's a challenge. <laughs> Even though you've been doing it for Even as long as you've been doing it, it's still a it's challenge. It's a challenge. Yeah. And right now I'm preparing for my second comrades. So hopefully, oh, wow. second child done, second comrades. Is that how it is now? I feel like, I feel like if I see that you have another child, I'm just going to be like, well, here comes another comrades. No, no, no. This is, I did the upfront something, the down one. It's like, no, I got to do both. But now you're in training. Now you're in. So I'm in training yeah. currently. Um, with the second child, it's completely different ball game. Mm. I'm, I'm sure the mothers out there will agree with me. Um, it's a, you know, again, it's a chug, uh, challenge, it's a juggling act, it's everything. Um, but I think once you set your mind to something, you kind of have to pursue that cool. and kind of, you know, reach each small goal slowly one at a time. And if you don't reach it, it's absolutely fine as well. Mm. You know, uh, I mean, in for the last two years, I would say, we were in COVID, there were no races, there was, there was nothing. And there was no motivation almost to, now what? You know, can I have this baby? There's no comrades next year. <laughs> now what? Like, how do I motivate myself to get, get back into it, you know? Or get running again? I mean, it was for my children, I guess. Again, yeah. It was definitely for them, you know. I I wanted to be strong enough for them. I wanted to be I wanted them to see me as also energetic and, you know, being able to run around them and uh, you know, recovering efficiently enough to be there for them. Um, but also when I am exercising or when I am going to the gym or whatever the case is, if I can't do it separately from them, I do incorporate them into my whole training. I mean, they are there, you know, even if I'm on the treadmill and they are playing around next to me, it's fine. They, they're seeing me that I'm exercising. They are seeing that exercise is supposed to be part of your everyday sort of life. And I would love them to grow up, even if they don't like to do any specific sport. I mean, exercise should be part of their daily life, mm. you know, and it's not just running. I mean, it's anything. It's walking around, jumping around, you know, Movement. being active, yeah. moving. Exactly. Although moving. I, I have to say, I don't know if you'd be happy if they didn't do any sports <laughs> coming from you. It sounds like you're somebody who, but uh, accepting, loving and accepting. I love it. I love it. Happy, uh, loving and accepting. Yeah. But I think it is one of those things because for me, I found that's been the biggest 
thing that allows me to be consistent is making it part of life. Mm. Um, understanding that we're supposed to move, the body's made to move, and it's supposed okay. it's optimized when mm. moving. So sometimes being tired can be because of lack of movement, and yes. the body's not getting what it's supposed to get. So I'm always, always telling everybody when they're listening, whoever wants to listen, that it's a good thing to move. It doesn't have to be crazy movements, but okay. some sort of movement. Yes, yeah. Speaking of that, maybe I have aspirations for the comrades. What would you tell me are just some of the basic things I should do if I want to become a longer distance runner? Because I can do some five, I can do some ten. Yeah. But after that, I start getting runner's <laughs> knee. I don't know if I'm pushing too hard. So what are some of the basic principles around just kind of increasing my capacity? So to get stronger and fitter, it's, you know, it's a lot of consistency. Mm. I would definitely, definitely say that consistency is key um, especially with runners I mean running you kind of like want to do it every day to say that I'm getting stronger and fitter and whatever the case is or to run more efficiently but you must remember it's also about the strength training so strength training and your running go hand in hand if you are strong enough your body will be able to take the impact of the run so you're not going to, you're less likely to get the runner's yeah. knee and the ITB and, mm. you know, the sciatic and all of that kind of things. Yeah. Um, but the strength training, the stretching, um, flexibility, Stretch. yeah, I mean, when I, when I mention any of that, everyone's mm. like cringing already. Um, but <laughs> I feel the pain. It's like the stretching. Oh. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you have to look at it as a whole. It's not just run, 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 run to get faster yeah. and stronger and fitter and I can do this just by running. It's incorporating everything again. Your holistic approach. Yes. It's your yes. You, you come back uh, to it. It's your holistic approach of. Basically, what they teach you within any wellness space yes. always be holistic. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. I'll make sure I stretch a bit more because I do know that that's one of the things that always gets me a bit irked. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, Risa, thank you so much for being with us. Just because when it comes to people within the wellness space, it's always nice to have them again. And because you are somebody who's clearly very knowledgeable and uh, might hold me accountable for when I want to run, um, it would be great to have you back. But before anybody goes, I have to trial by fire you. You have to give me three three of your greatest of all times athlete and because you're bikinist i feel like you'd be able to rattle, rattle this off quickly without any pauses so just the first greatest athlete ever um well my childhood greatest athlete was penny haynes that one we haven't heard. That one we haven't heard, and I feel like I'm actually disappointed that we haven't heard that. Penny. That is very true. Penny, yeah, yes, amazing. Penny, yeah. I remember how inspirational she was. Mm -hmm. The other one is John G. Rhodes. I was a big cricket Durban. fan. Back Durban. In the day. I feel like people. Uh, John T. I mean, I don't know if he's the greatest, but it's, he's yours. So fair enough. We'll take him. And then last one. Last one. I mean. If I look at, I wouldn't say an athlete, but uh -huh. a role model. Okay, we'll take inspiration. Can I, can I do a yes, role we'll model? Yes, we'll take inspiration. Will definitely be my mother. I knew it. 
you can't say that because then everybody else looks horrible for like not starting with their mother or their father. I'm sorry, anytime I've said my greatest list, I meant my mom's on the Mount Rushmore by herself. There's like four heads for her. Um, but so yeah, she's definitely my inspiration, motivation, you know, gets me through most of my difficult situations. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, those are three inspirations. And I think it's, it's almost appropriate because you have these two beautiful kids that they're probably going to have your name there as well, you know, having Hopefully. conquered Hopefully. quite a few comrades, um, which means you might have a very big family because clearly you're comrades and the kids. <laughs> two is great. It's a good number. This is 2022. Can we please make sure that anytime we have her again, we'll ask what the count is. Oh, no. <laughs> two is a great number. I'm happy with you. Lisa, thank you so much for sitting down with me. Um, thank you for giving us insight into not just your life but just how we can hopefully um, live our lives better this is a show about connecting dots about allowing yourself to be even better we have somebody who's hopefully going to become part of the family in terms of just having her coming in again to give even more information that is it for me dr fez um, who might have to promise to do a comrades or something <laughs> to keep myself accountable like a half marathon, like a half. let's start off with that yeah, run his knee or just break. <laughs>